Hey, Chosen Girl fam. I'm Liz. I'm Sarah. And welcome to the Chosen Girl Tell Me About It podcast. We are two best friends passionate about having real conversations about where real life meets the gospel. Meet us here every Tuesday as we go to God's Word about different topics we all face. No matter if you're in the car or doing laundry around the house, we hope that you feel like you're sitting right across the table from us enjoying your Chick-fil-A sweet tea. Yes, girl. We would so love if y'all would take the time to rate and subscribe to the podcast. And don't forget about our free resources on our Instagram and at thechosengirl.com. Let's get this party started. Hey guys, Sarah here interrupting your normal Chosen Girl broadcasting to drop a little Easter egg surprise in here with a promo code from our sister company, Poppy's Boutique. If you've heard me talk about my job or even how Chosen Girl got its start at all, then you've heard about Poppy's. Poppy's is a women's boutique that offers clothing and accessories, really unique styles for a not-so-boutique price. So, because you're a Chosen Girl listener, you're going to get 15% off your next Poppy's order with code CHOSEN15. That's CHOSEN, C-H-O-S-E-N, 1-5, in all caps, no spaces, on the Poppy's Boutique website. You can shop unique, affordable boutique clothing styles at shoppoppiesboutique.com. That's shop poppiesboutique.com p-o-p-p-i-e-s now back to our show welcome back chosen girl fam for episode three of season five tell me about it we're so glad to be back like what in the world how did this happen (laughs) yes there's so much going on in this world i feel like it, the year has gone by fast. We're already into August. Like, what? August slipped away. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> that that song, you can't tell me it's not a good song. You cannot. I mean, it comes on the radio, and I'm just like, mm. mm. Like, I close my eyes not long because I'm driving. That's right. Obviously. Just a blink. Yes. <laughs> like a little moment of feeling myself. Yes. But it's crazy. I mean... So with with all the things that are going on in the world today, we really just wanted to take a moment and kind of have like a just a check in with y'all and with each other Um, between, like I said, the year going by fast. We're still in a global pandemic or a global panorama, as sometimes we like to call it. Yes, a panty. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Not to be disrespectful, but seriously, it's going on a little bit longer than we anticipated. And I know that things are getting very, very serious with this new Delta variant and we don't want to stray away from talking about what's actually going on in the world around us. We know that we don't get a choice to just turn it off. And so we thought it'd be great to, to come on and talk about what do we do? Because likely chances of things getting, um, I guess, more and more intense. I mean, Sarah and I both know people who have been greatly in, um, impacted by the Delta variant. Yes. And it's very serious and it's kind of a scary time. And I know it can be scary for all of us with the threats of potential lockdowns or restrictions going back in place or reduced hours for employees and yeah, all of these things that can be happening. I mean, it's we're just all a little hard pressed. And so we just wanted to talk very honestly and openly about like, yeah, what are we going to do about it? Where are we at right now? How can we make sure that we stay in a good mental, spiritual, emotional place? I agree. And, and I'm so thankful that you guys have given us the platform to like mm-hmm. interrupt your normal tell me about it topics for us to talk about what we're dealing with 
right now right now yes and just me personally it's hit home because I've had two very close family members have very scary um just dealing just moments dealing with the delta variant Mm -hmm. and I know that this is a hot topic guys but Jesus calls us to talk about hard things. We are not here to make this political. Right. We are just here to talk about it as two girls who I know that a lot of y'all are right there with us with a lot of questions, with knowing, like, how do we go about this? And sometimes I feel like the church as a whole is scared to death Mm -hmm. to even touch on this because, as we'll talk about later, we are a church that's divided right now. Yeah. I hate even saying There's that. not a lot of middle ground with this. You either feel, and I'm just going to say it, the V word, you're either pro-vaccine, anti-vaccine, pro-mask, anti-mask. Like, there's really not a lot of gray area. It's either black or white here. Mm-hmm. And it is really hard. Like, yeah. sometimes I don't even know how to bring things up to people. Like, if I say certain things to certain people, they'll cancel me in one way or if I say or vice versa so we're not here to talk about our beliefs on Mm -hmm. that but we're here to navigate how do we have conversations yeah with people who are very passionate rightfully so about things that scare us peer peer fear instills passion sometimes or anger Mm -hmm. and it's normal to be afraid it's normal to be concerned and worried but God is calling us to be his light and be his ambassadors on this planet Mm -hmm. and I personally do not want to scare people away (laughs) if anything people need to be drawing near to God and people of God during this time looking to us for answers and you know we don't get it right all the time and obviously God has grace for us in that but sometimes it's really hard for other humans to have grace for us in that so with that, we have to be, for lack of a better term, on our P's and Q's with yeah. how we're treating people. Absolutely. And the Bible repeatedly tells mm-hmm. us how much grace and how much love we're supposed to have for people. Mm-hmm. Especially Jesus himself says that. That's the greatest commandment yep. is to love others. That's right. And so we don't want to take that lightly. That's a responsibility that we are called to carry. If you call yourselves a Christian, that's what that's what we're supposed to do. Like, it's not an option. Mm -hmm. It's not optional. This is, this is a part of, it's a package deal. It comes with the territory. So it's not like, I'm going to be a Christian, but I really, really want to put this out on social media because it's important to me. Like, uh, you need to run it through the filter of love. And if it does not match, if it does Mm -hmm. not fit through that filter, then you, it it doesn't make the cut. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about today of what that looks like and some questions that we have Mm -hmm. to work through. And um, y'all are just welcome to work through it with us. Yeah. So a couple of updates. You may have noticed that these microphones are top quality, some (laughs) ASMR sounds. I'm trying to (laughs) from tapping on the microphone. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Like ruffling paper. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, you notice that we have devoured a chocolate cake that's in front of us. And that's because we celebrated having 20,000 followers on Instagram. Thank you, guys. What the heck? 20,000? Like, Thank what? you so much. You know, we say if you were new with us, then this will be the first time. But if you've been with us for a while, you know that we don't do this for the numbers. We're no. just here because we feel like the Lord has called us um, 
side hustle for the lord side hustling for the lord and we're glad to do it because we know that there's lots of 20 somethings out there just like us trying to navigate a world a world with like as an adult but also trying to grow in your faith and sometimes there are questions that don't always get answered and we're just happy to to have real conversation about it and we know that um we we don't have our chick-fil-a today but i was like hugs and nugs and we usually feel like hope that you all feel like you're you're sitting right here at the table with us but we're so thankful thank you guys for twenty thousand and um, we hope that you stick around and that you help us continue to grow and let us know if you have suggestions for upcoming podcast topics. Yes. And like we said, this is side hustle for the Lord, but so many people are like, wow, your platform has grown so quickly. And we're like, we know it's just kind of, oh, it is the <laughs> Lord truly. And we know it's the Lord because Liz and I have always said with content, we're never going to post mm-hmm. out of obligation. Right. Or post something that doesn't seem sincere or authentic to the moment. Mm-hmm. So if you're out there and you want a platform and you're wondering, like, how did they do this? Like, are they paying a marketing person? Y'all don't know. It, <laughs> it is, one, you guys just connecting with us so well. But mm-hmm. also we felt the call of God to just be the truest version of ourselves. And sometimes we hold back just out of respect for... Mm-hmm the ministry itself like this is not about our opinion this is about God's word and what he's called us to do so we kind of run everything through those filters and if it matches up we post and we take that very seriously and you guys have just resonated with it yeah um and with us so thank you yeah thank Thank you you so much for loving on us and for being a very safe space because I know cancel culture is rampant and I know that sometimes we're going to get some flack on stuff, but like, I feel like we're a very safe space for you guys to ask us questions, which brings me to the second update. We don't have any chosen girl mail today. And Liz, I hadn't even told you this. I was asking, um, a couple of our people Mm -hmm. how many details they wanted shared of their question. So we, we ain't sure anything y'all don't want to share. So, I'd rather not share anything than share something that was too personal for someone. Of course, they're all anonymous. No names are going to be mentioned. No, no, we've never. Yeah, we would never. So, girl, let's talk about being hard-pressed. Yeah. (laughs) I just want to throw out there that the first question Sarah had (laughs) that I absolutely love was, what's going on? What's what's happening? What's going on? Yes. I don't think that we want to face the fact of how the numbers with COVID are right now. Like we have PTSD and kind of refer, I don't, I don't know where you're listening from, but here in the Southeast, we refer to it kind of in past tense, like, Oh, back in 2020 or during the pandemic, but it's still, we're still in it. We're still in it. And we haven't been in the thick of it in a while. It just kind of cracks me up because when you say it like that, it makes me think of like, yeah, when we were back at, when we were in Walmart, um, but we're still standing in Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> that, or like when you hear a young person, like as in me, like we are both young people say like when I was young yeah, and you're like, you hear somebody like 16 say that and you're like, girl, yes, you, you are. are so young. <laughs> yes. What but it's all relative. Yes. It's all relative. <laughs> so that's kind of where we're coming from here. But, um, I don't know where you are or where you're listening from, but here in Tennessee, things are not so hot. Health-wise, our hospitals are overrun again. It's bad. Um, I actually know more people who have had the Delta variant or have been exposed to the Delta variant than, like, the first first round, quote-unquote, of yeah. COVID. Um, 
It is scary. Can I just be real for a It's moment? terrifying. It honestly makes me very nervous. And it's not that I don't have my full trust in God. Oh, no, 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 no. I also recognize it's just like partially almost feeling like if there's a ton of drunk drivers that are just out on the road and I'm like, yeah, I feel totally safe driving. The answer would be no. No. <laughs> but the reality is, is that this seeing from what our personal experiences are, that it can be really dangerous. And it yeah. makes me very nervous not necessarily as much for myself um, because we all take, you take responsibility for what you feel like totally. you need to do. But for those that can't, like I think about all my nieces and nephews, I've got a four month old nephew who is so mm, stinking cute. Y'all. Her I'm family like, makes the cutest babies. I'm not Low even going it's kind of true. Yeah. But I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is so selfish. But what if I can't see my nephew? Or what if I were to like pass this on to, to a family member yeah. because I work in the public? And so, like I said, it's not as, uh, as like, yes, I'm concerned, but it just makes me really nervous. And I think that it's fair for us to say, like, yeah, I'm actually really nervous that we're moving backwards. Potentially. I know. And when we look at the, the numbers, that it looks like we're moving backwards. And mentally thinking back to where I was a year ago, granted, if you've been following us, you know that lots of things were going on in our lives yeah. last year. Like, I lost my dad right at the beginning of the pandemic, and things with my professional job changed, and so, so much was happening and it's almost like slight, I use this very lightly, but almost like a little bit of PTSD, like, oh my gosh, it's coming back. Like I know. When you have that, like a reoccurring dream or something like that, yes. that's returning. And I think it's fair that we talk about that. Like, For sure. It's okay if the, if the potential threats of things going backwards makes you nervous. Yeah, it's real. And we're not like giving glory or power mm -hmm. to the enemy or to this horrible virus or anything like that. It's just being real. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I saw this tweet the other day. I was like, so are we making sourdough again? Like, <laughs> yes, the answer is yes. Uh, Liz never stopped. So For real. <laughs> praise the Lord. Well, you know, in one su last summer, I did bake my way through 25 pounds of flour. I love that. And I've only made my way through about 13 pounds since last summer. So I've drastically slowed down. But um, Liz supplied all of my quarantine bread last year. <laughs> I was not participating in the bread because... Or in the bread making, I was participating in the bread eating. That's uh, to the point, this is where my mental state was last year during the pandemic. Y'all didn't know this during surviving quarantine. But we have a nickname for Liz's bread in my house, and we call it nightstand bread. Because <laughs> I would just keep it by my bed and watch movies and not even cut the bread. I would eat directly off the loaf. So, knowing what that meant for my mental health... <laughs> I, if we go into any kind of lockdown of any kind, which God forbid, I will be slicing my bread for my mental health, just to <laughs> let you know. But anyway, now not spiraling into our greater spheres, I can't believe I just used the L word saying lockdown again. Oh so everybody remain calm. Yes. Everything's fine. But we are asking the question of no matter what, mm -hmm. no matter what happens, how do we prepare our hearts, our minds, and our spirits? Mm -hmm. And that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. And Liz had the great question um, just to kind of kick us off with preparing our hearts, minds, and spirits of why does our posture matter? I, I love that. With our even, heart. Yeah. I, like, I feel like that's a very, like, a co more common way to describe um, kind of, like, coming correct, which we talked about in the very first episode of the season. Yes. Um, that just that spiritual posture, that mental posture. And why, and for real, why does it matter? And if you think of it in a very physical sense, your posture matters because it helps 
you like build, yes. build your muscles correctly. So it makes carrying loads easier. And it affects how you carry yourself. Exactly. So, because, I yeah. mean, how you carry yourself can be the difference in everything, mm-hmm. like with conversations with people, with how you mm-hmm. think about yourself or a situation. Right. And, and we will always have some type of load, a mental load That's from right. your job, an emotional, an emotional load because of a family member or a loss or, you know, anxiety or fear or whatever it may be. Um, and sometimes you can also have those spiritual loads that depending on what season of life that you're in. But having that right posture means equipping yourself with what you need to carry those loads. Yes. And being prepared. We already talked about staying ready so you don't have to get ready, like I said before. But um, for me, having that right posture also has a lot to do with attitude. And that's not always something that I feel like we see spelled out exactly in the word of God. But I think there's remnants of it everywhere in that thankful heart and recognizing who's in who's in control Um, and not just saying it with your mind or just saying it to, you know, in with your inside voice yourself, but out loud sometimes being like, God, I know that you're in control. I'm handing this over to you. Yeah. And I will, I know you, those of you who are listening can't see me, but, um, but you two people can, that's right. You two people can at one point in time, when I became really stressed with something, I oftentimes would physically take something off my shoulders and just like pretend like I'm just offloading it. Yes. And I don't know why that always mentally helped me, but it did. But I think having that posture of God is in control here and there's still breath in my lungs, so I know that he still has a job for me. Yes. Brings me comfort because it's it allows for me to refocus. Absolutely. On what and like with no or let me get my words straight. With um the intention of refocusing on what God has for you can oftentimes give you motivation and purpose in a place where nothing feels like solid ground. Yes. Because he is the only firm foundation. Amen. Like, I've been going through just, just a, I will give y'all more life updates, but here's one. We bought a house mm-hmm. <laughs> in the course of six days. We were not <laughs> looking for a house. And then we turned around and sold our house in 36 hours. <laughs> wow. I'm saying all this out loud. It's very overwhelming. Look at God. <laughs> and it's awesome and it's happy. Mm-hmm. And there were a few hiccups on the way where it would it would have ruined the whole process and I started to become concerned about those hiccups of like oh lord this may not work out if this you know if this doesn't go this way or match up perfectly with Mm -hmm. this puzzle piece and I just felt the lord call my heart and say you weren't even looking for a new house like are you going to trust me or not like you have a roof over your head like I've brought you to this I'm Mm going to bring you through this so like either way you're going to be happy. You're going to be content. And mm-hmm. I'm like, God, you're so right. Like it was, it was the first time in my life where I was really happy where I am, mm-hmm. but I had another opportunity or well, it's the second distinct time in my life where it's happened, where both opportunities were good. And I was just asking God like to show me which, mm-hmm. which path, which fork in the road to take. Right. And every time I started to worry, I was like, nope, God, I'm trusting you. Like, this is your territory. And that's kind of how I pictured it. And, and now that I'm verbalizing that out loud, I want my whole life to be his territory. Yes. Not just that one mm-hmm. happening that he brought me to. I want every fork in the road to be something that God brought me to. Mm-hmm. And to have enough confidence in him, just like I did with this house situation, like, God, you brought me to this. Like, 
I'm either going to overcome it through you or wrestle through it with you right. or like you're there. Yeah. I feel you with me and mm-hmm. I want you with me and I, I choose to draw near to you. So you were drawing near to me. So, so just knowing that we're not going through this alone, like mm-hmm. I, one of my favorite verses is that Jesus says in this world, you will have trouble, yes. but take heart. I've overcome the world. And I put this on my Instagram toward the end of the year last year. But I remember growing up, Liz and I are both PKs, preacher's kids in the yep. house. And this is not something that I was taught. Like, my my beliefs growing up are very different. Or No, 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 no. Are v- not very different. Excuse me. To what we talk about here on Chosen yeah. Girl. So I was never taught, like, if you're good, God won't get you. Like, it right. wasn't like a boogeyman God. And no. I'm really thankful that my parents th- didn't perceive God in that way to me. Mm-hmm. Um. But for some reason, just in my type A, just innermost thoughts, being a first child, wanting to be a good girl, all those things, I had this idea in my mind, even up into adulthood, that if I'm good, nothing bad will happen to me. Yeah. Why did I think that? (laughs) I think that it's such an earthly thing to think. Like, if you pay your taxes, you won't get audited. And if you follow the rules, you won't go to the principal's office. And if, you know, it's like, if you do A, you'll get B. And if you don't do A, you won't get B. Well, I think that sometimes when we're we're growing up, especially, because I feel, I I 100% understand where you're coming from, when nothing bad really happens to you as a child. That's right. And you've always done the right thing. Naturally, our human brains just correlate the two. That's right. And I'm very thankful. Yes. Like, I, oh my goodness. It's God's protection. Yes. Yeah. And I don't think if you have had a traumatic experience younger in life and you're listening to this, I don't think that God didn't love you. I think that that's, that's just part of that verse that Jesus says, mm-hmm. in this world you will have trouble. So I did not have, quote unquote, trouble. Mm-hmm. In my life until later on in my life. And even like this is not hardship Olympics. Like, you know, we're talking about some mental struggles, some relationship struggles, that kind of thing. You know, everything's fine. Y'all don't be trying to get up in my business. But you think, God, what did I do? What did I do wrong? And it's some verses that we're going to talk about next week with the blind man, like all the disciples with the blind man. They were like, who yeah. sinned, him, his mother, or his father? Whose and they're fault like, is it? No, he's blind to bring glory to God. Yeah. And, I'm, and, God, and Jesus healed him. And all the glory was to God for that. So I used to have this concept of because God loves me, nothing bad will happen to me. Mm-hmm. But it's really completely different in that because God loves me, he will help me get through whatever happens to me. And because we're in this horrible, dark, sinful world, there's no getting around that sin and that darkness except through Jesus. And that may not mean we get to completely bypass it Mm -hmm. and go over a bridge, right? but we have someone with us through and don't ask me where this fits into suffering and theology and where God is in that, because I do not know. And I still have a lot of questions for God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And if you've gone through hard things, you have a lot of questions for God. Um, But what I do know is that every time I walk through a dark season in my adult life where it was truly dark Mm -hmm. for me, um, I was not alone. Yeah. And I can testify on the other side of that, that I was not alone. Amen. You know, 
saying that really reminds me in my um in my dad's church we have this painting and it's of you know like jesus walking by by the ocean side and he picks up the man and carries him the rest of the way oh yeah the footprints painting yes yes, yes. The footprints painting and it's also funny um it's just a side tr- side note so for those of you who haven't seen our page i'm black our, my church is primarily like African American black people. And no, so we clarified that last week when I accidentally called you a white girl or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I said something. I was like, I was trying to say right girl, and I was like, did I just call you a white girl? I I'm laughed not. so hard at that. <laughs> well, so here's oh, so the, all I the paintings. I'm no, just kidding. Never. So all the paintings in our church are of are like we have a black Jesus and all the things. Anyways, I'm here for it. So my niece for some reason last Sunday had lots of questions for me about all the artwork in our church, but that painting always has stood out to me. And so I was like really happy that I got to explain that to her. Um, and it's one of the ones that brings me the most comfort That's um, awesome. to recognize that we serve a God that will pick us up and carry us the rest of the way. And that, um, that those hardships will come. And I'm glad that we, that there was never a lie in there. And even if you look at the, at the um, disciples, you can tell like they experienced some very hard times, and yet their faith remained true. Yeah. And so as we're as we as we're talking about just being hard pressed with the things that are going on in the world around you, I hope that you take heart and know that you are not alone, and that beyond just God being there for you, about I hope that you are seeking out or you have a tribe or a, an inner circle of people that can help uplift you too. Um, because not even Jesus was walking through this world by himself. That's right. And you weren't meant to do that either. And um, so I'm thinking about like that, especially having that tribe, it's one of the things that helps my, I would I would say all, all aspects of like my heart, my mind, just like my spiritual health, because I, am, I have a, a, a tribe of believers who are in my inner circle. Mm-hmm. And when you are experiencing just... Um, hard days and things that are not necessarily normal and you're just trying to get through it, you're going to need those, those relationships. And there will come a time when you need to be that to someone else too. Yes. And so if you are, if you find yourself just kind of nervous about the things that are going on in this world, I just encourage you also to not only have an, have a check with your, with yourself and God and calling on him saying, God, you know, I know I'm getting nervous. I'm handing all of this over to you. Um, I know that you didn't give me a spirit of fear, but God, I'm asking, what can I focus on? What can, what can I do to further your kingdom during this time? Mm. Sometimes it's almost like kind of a diversion can be a really sweet gift, but also ask the Lord, like, God, who can I check on during this time? Yes. Because if you are, um, I'm very thankful to have great friends that check on me. Yes. But for a long time when I was, when I was growing up, I realized that I was one of the few friends that would check on other people Mm -hmm. and the number of texts that came back saying I was in a dark place at this time and you were always very kind to me or you checked on me and things like that. And it was never like to seek glory or anything like that. That's not why I I say it, but you don't know the impact that you can have. If you think you're having a rough time, someone else likely is too. Yeah. And you're, you're not alone. I think that's just like talking about words of, how we could describe our posture. I think that's a posture of surrender, but also like Mm -hmm. surrender to God and putting our life in his hands, Mm -hmm. but also a posture of humility. Yeah. Because if we humble ourselves 
and take our view off of ourselves. Of course, still keeping in check with mental health, um, what's going to be good for our mind, our body, and our spirit. But then turning our view to look at other people, that that's going to make all the difference, mm-hmm. I feel like. And newsflash, in addition to what's going on in the world, we're all going through our own crap, for lack yeah. of a better term. No, it's real. So, like, it's not just, oh, man, there's a labor shortage, and I wasn't able to go eat inside Steak and Shake today. Yeah. It's a true story from today. <laughs> but I'm like, that's literally nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and, and there are people who don't have jobs right now or who mm-hmm. aren't getting paid enough right now or who are deathly ill. Like, yeah. I know people in my personal life Mm-hmm. who I do not even want to verbalize the ways that I was worried about them this past week with how sick they were. And that's not being dramatic. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't get care because hospitals were full. Yeah. And that's real. It's not. And, and it, it. do you know what sucks, Liz? Let me just go off on a tangent. Go ahead. The media is so weirdly biased that it's hard to know what to believe. Yes. And it really stinks because we just want truth. Like, I feel like at the end of the day, we mm-hmm. all just want truth. And so I've been watching comments on social media. I got to get off of that thing. Got to get off of it's Instagram. So um, Where people in the comments are like, Oh, well, I went to a hospital and got checked in just fine. Oh, well, I didn't. And so it, who's lying? Who's say, like, I'm like, whoa, 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 guys. Like, it's n- not a one size fits all. Yeah, no one's lying. It could be that that person lives in a very rural, unpopulated area and they were able to get into a hospital. But from my experience with my own family, they went to four different ones. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it, it's just like, a flip of a coin, like if we can all humble humble ourselves and have that posture mm-hmm. of trying to have a conversation instead of trying to be correct yeah. or have an argument. Um, and I think that that all flows back to getting our heart right. So you yes. mentioned the verse from Luke six forty five, mm-hmm. and the end of it says, "For out of the abundance or overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks." So whatever is in our heart is what comes forth out of our mouth. Mm -hmm. So that's something, guys, like when we talk about posture and how do we prepare our hearts, our minds, and our spirits, like we have got to make sure that every day we're getting our heart right. And in every moment, with every reaction or comment or response, Mm -hmm. like I want my heart to be right. I don't want to stick my foot in my mouth or to just seem so prideful that I scare people away from the gospel out of my own comments. Because the thing is, as much as we would like to think that people have grace for each other, we really don't. And that's something we need to work on, especially as the church. And as much as Christians say, don't look at us Christians, look at God. Even the Bible itself says that we are Christ's ambassadors, mm-hmm. which is in Second Corinthians five twenty and other verses. So, just if you don't know what an ambassador is, so like the United States has ambassadors to other countries that That's that right. person is a direct representation mm-hmm. of the beliefs and the actions and the policies 
of the United States. Mm -hmm. And they're embodying the representation of the United States to that nation as a spokesperson. Right. A.K.A. We are supposed to embody Mm -hmm. the beliefs, the actions, and the representations of the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. Of Christ himself. Yeah. And so it's more important now. I feel like now more than ever. Because eyes are on the church and on Christianity. We have a, it's a great chance. More than ever with social media. Yeah. And we a lot of a lot of accounts and a lot of people are getting it so right. And thank you guys for that. We pray that Chosen Girl is one of those accounts. Mm-hmm. Like biblically yes. based, convicting things about being kind and showing love to others. Because that is the commandment we take most seriously mm-hmm. is loving others. But... Um, yeah, it, it's serious, and I think that because, and we've talked about this before, because, especially in the Southeast, Christianity is just a part of lifestyle that is just so casually thrown around. Like, oh yeah, I believe in God. Oh yeah, yeah Jesus is awesome. Like, love one another. Do Yes, do you practice mm-hmm. what you believe? Yeah. And... We're not talking about just reading a, a devotion, checking off a list. We're talking about when it comes to the hard points where somebody's messaging you or commenting to you or choosing what you put out there on your Instagram mm-hmm. stories. I have seen so many Christian people be more adamant about posting about COVID and all of the hot topic things that go along with COVID than loving on their followers. Yeah. And I understand that it's a passionate thing to talk about. And I understand that a lot of people do it with good intentions Mm -hmm. to help or to educate. Mm -hmm. But if our heart posture is not not right, right, um, Liz and I were talking about 1 Corinthians 13. Don't forget the most important ingredient of everything we do, and that's love. Mm -hmm. Because if not, we're a clanging cymbal. We're a creaking of a rusty gate. That's right. Like, we're just noise. I know, and just I, loud. I feel like so many times I, I hear um, about the modern day church only cares about love, and I'm like, wait a minute, that the greatest commandment is to love God and then to love others, and by showing the love of God, the rest will follow. Yes, quite easily. We were listening to some podcasts the other day, and it was this woman talking about parenting. And she was talking about making connections with people. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about how so many people feel like they need to reprimand children, like whether it be a teacher or a parent or any authority in charge. Mm -hmm. But she said, when you have relationship with someone, you will seldomly have to reprimand harshly. Yeah. And that's literally what Jesus came to say. Like, we're we're gonna look next week at some example. We're gonna be talking about modern day Pharisees, y'all. Ooh. It's it's gonna be good. I'm not gonna brag or anything, but uh, I'm just prophesying that that it's gonna be good. But the way that Jesus handled the people who challenged him mm-hmm. was so savage. He just yeah. asked them questions, and he never had to. It doesn't seem through. Obviously, reading we can't see the context of his tone. But it doesn't seem that he had to yell or give a speech or a lecture. He may have asked one or two questions. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Yeah. It was never... He didn't use his authority to shame 
no. or to or to reprimand or or any of those things. And I think that again with with us having the right posture, yes, coming into how we're going to dr- like preparing our hearts and our minds, our spirit, with in following that up with action of how we're going to handle if we go back to this again or how we're just moving forward in general and in all examples Mm -hmm. I think has to be with the right intent and I know in one of the stories that we'll cover next week really talks about God Jesus knew the intent of the Pharisees before they even asked questions that they had to ask him and we may not know everyone's intent but as long as ours is right that's the only one you're responsible for yeah and when you're sharing the truth of God one of the biggest comforts I know for me personally is that if you're sharing the word of God, the truth of God, you're only responsible for sharing it. Yeah. If someone else doesn't accept it, if someone else doesn't like it, that's not on you and that's not your responsibility. And by truth of God, we're talking about what's in the Bible. Yes, not the word what, of God. Yes, the word of God. Not what you're t- interpreting to be as truth mm-hmm. with modern day hot topics. We're literally talking about straight up the word of God. Yes, absolutely. And, um, and getting that posture right in addition to just preparing yourself means spending time intentionally in the word of God so mm-hmm. that you know the word of God to share. It's spending time in prayer, which I feel like we can never be in prayer enough. And sometimes it can be hard because it's like a one way, you almost feel like a one way conversation happening here. Yeah. Um, but taking to God your, your fears and, you know, one of my favorite practices, I do not mean this by no means to brag, but sometimes I literally open my eyes and say, thank you, God, for waking me up this morning. Yes, that is so good. That is, I don't know where, when that happens, probably somewhere between the pandemic. But when I say that, that, that one moment can shift my entire morning yes. and my perspective, it helps me and I'm, I'm sharing it. So maybe that there are practices like that. And if there's other practices that you do that help get your morning started, right, whether that's a devotional or starting off with some worship music, whatever it is, please let us know. Let's share that because we want, we want to be a kingdom full of just the strongest warriors out here that are doing the good work, fighting the good fight. And, um, but I just can't say enough how much having that right posture, starting off right on the right foot, um, with the, with the best of intentions, um, and then following that up with recognizing how we can follow that with our actions, having great actions too, not just yeah. great intentions is so important in, in the kingdom work that we're all doing. And you know what I think is also important? Like, um, like just recognizing that we are all human. Mm-hmm. I'm human. Everyone that I interact with is a human. We are going to have flaws and we're going to have faults yeah. and we're going to have our bad days. Grace on grace. And I was about to say that is the key to grace is remembering that we are human mm-hmm. and that it's okay if we know that this sucks. Mm-hmm. Like it, like this virus, you guys, like with me seeing firsthand, it affect people that I know and love. I have done so much more praying, rebuking the evil intent of the mm-hmm. enemy on those family and friends' lives because I have seen how evil this sickness is. It is isolating and it is terrifying what it does to your body and how weak and frail it makes your mind mm-hmm. and your like it's just all it's, consuming. Uh. And I know that it's straight from the enemy is horrible. And again, I'm not saying this to scare anyone, but but just remembering that God is greater 
to actively be rebuking the enemy and just to to remember that you're human and that this can this can be a sucky time in yeah. humanity. I think about my great grandmother. I found an old phone. There's pictures of you on it. I meant to bring it. Oh my gosh. From twenty thirteen. Oh my gosh. And I plugged it in <laughs> and it had all these pictures and it it had videos of my great grandmother talking with me. I got the privilege of being her caregiver for the last three years of her life. She was almost 94 when she died. And so she lived a lot of life. Mm -hmm. Like her, I think that was either her dad or granddad was in, it had to have been her dad, was in World War II. Oh my gosh, yeah. And she starts talking. Like I videoed her all the time because she was just a treasure trove talking about dirt roads Mm -hmm. and I mean, she said that her grandmother lived during, um, she, her, her grandmother was a little girl during, uh, this civil war. Which is crazy. I know. It's, yeah. I mean, oops, sorry y'all, just dropped my phone. It's not important. Um, but she starts talking about World War Two, and she goes, the second war, the second war too, like referring to <laughs> it so casually. And, I mean, she was, I don't know if she was born during that time. I need to think about the math for a minute. Or if she just remembers her dad talking about it. She was 94 and she passed away four years ago. Mm -hmm. So she would have been 98. But um, she talked about all these things. She talked about um, praying that my grandmother Mm -hmm. wouldn't get polio in the 1950s, the 1940s when she was born. And how she praised God when there was a medicine or a vaccine because there were kids dying yeah. of polio Perspective. during wow. that time. She talked about going through Vietnam and the first time that they had a TV in their house and just like all this stuff. Like yeah. she talked about everything so casually yeah, and I'm life. like, yeah. And she talked about, you know, my grandmother even talks about how she was so thankful that my grandfather had a knee injury due to playing football and because of that he wasn't drafted in the Vietnam War and my uncle and father would have never been born because they got married during that time and so I just think of how much life Mm -hmm. came before what seems like our perspective seems like the only perspective there is or has ever been or ever will be and I'm like, guys, God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Praise God. Wow. And he has always been faithful. Mm-hmm. And this is not the first trial. Like, this is the first global pandemic in 100 years. So I'll give us that. Like, yeah. this is hard. But all eyes are on the church and how we're handling this. So, Liz, ending with this question. This is a big one. Okay. How do we navigate this, being a Christian with a church that is ultimately divided on a huge global issue? My initial response is to turn to the word of God. Look at the examples that were provided by Jesus Christ himself. Yeah. Our goal is to spend every day growing to be more and more Christ-like. Yes. And if if, if Christ himself can extend grace and can love those that that hated him, if he can, um, can can share truth without providing shame, um, so can we. Yeah. He he is the perfect example. And so in this world where everything seems so divisive, go to God first. Ask him what your role is in this. If you're not sure, trust me, he will tell you. The yes. Lord does not mind to tell you what he wants you to do. 
That's so good, Liz. And so that's that's just my encouragement. Regardless of, of how you're feeling about all of it, seek the kingdom first. God will, he will not forsake you, especially in a time such as this. Yeah. That's so true. He is steadfast. He's the Amen. only thing that is steadfast. Mm-hmm. For me, I think that, that heart checks are really important, mm-hmm. not only for how I treat those around me, but how I'm kind to myself yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that, it's really good to ask questions like if we can't handle disagreement among Christians, then how do you think we're even going to start handling conversations with non-believers? Ooh, girl. And kind of, I know the fair, like next week we're going to talk about Pharisees and, mm-hmm. and I don't want to steal too much of that show's thunder, but there was a situation where Jesus healed on the Sabbath mm-hmm. and this person literally was healed of a horrible disease and the Pharisees were mad because Jesus broke a rule and healed on the Sabbath. And I'm like, we we look at that story, and from our perspective, of course, we're outside of that situation. We're like, oh, my gosh, y'all are missing the forest for the trees. Like, but Jesus freaking healed somebody. Right. Like, holy crap. Yeah. Like, y'all are mad because he healed on a Sunday? And Jesus even says, being Jesus, he's like, if one of your own sheep we're drowning or stuck. I can't remember what he He's said. Like, you would untie you not your donkey? S- yeah. And give it a drink, don't you? Would you not save it? Would you not tend to your animal if they were suffering? Yeah. And then he says, "How much more valuable mm-hmm. is a person?" Right. And we look at that and we're like, the Pharisees were so mean and stupid. But I'm like, y'all, we do the same thing. Mm-hmm. We miss the forest for the trees all the time, and we're like arguing over these issues. Where we should be spending that energy on much more lasting things. Mm-hmm. On things that pertain to salvation. Yeah. And helping people struggling in their homes with mental health. And getting to the root of these issues. And not trying to be a champion and be correct in our own way. And we've talked about this before, but y'all know I can get on a on a tangent about what gospel is most important to you, your own or the gospel of Jesus? Say it again, girl, for the people in the back. Like we're so hung up on our truth, we're not telling the truth mm-hmm. of Jesus. And so I encourage you, like, make sure that your effort to be so right, like, that you're so prideful in, and I can do this too, be the factor that deters other believers or even non-believers to build a wall against you. Mm. Because I think that we can either build a wall or build a bridge. Yeah. And I think that God wants us to build a bridge. He wants Absolutely. us to be a connector to people and mm-hmm. not a divider to people. And that all turns that all boils down to our actions. Yeah. And um yeah, if I say any more, it will be a tangent. So <laughs> I'm going to check myself before I write myself. <laughs> but guys, I hope, like, I feel like sometimes we dance around topics, mm-hmm. or I feel that way, just because we would never be disrespectful to however you believe either way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thankful that we live in a country where we have the freedom to choose. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I know that a lot, of, a lot of people are afraid of what mm-hmm. that freedom might look like. Um, moving forward yeah, with everything that we're faced with right now. But and cancel culture is so rampant, you guys. Like, I think that we just need to take a step back, 
Take you know what? There is it's okay. Take I'll, a deep breath. I'm gonna end it with this. Yes, go ahead, girl. I don't know if you all there was this this meme or this little video of this little girl and she's trying to buckle herself into her car seat. Yeah. And her dad is saying, Do you need some help? And she goes, No, no, thank you. And he says, Well, what do you want me to do? And she said, Worry about yourself. Oh. And it always cracked me up. But in the reality is that there's so much going on in the world around us that we can do a lot of good by just worrying about ourselves. And when I say that, it's not to be selfish. No. But worrying about the calling and the race that God has called you to. Leading in your lane. Lead in your lane, honey. That can do us all a little bit of good. Yeah. That is so good. And then if our hearts are right and our posture is right. That's right. That's when we can link arms with someone next Mm -hmm. to us and say, let me help you. I see that you're struggling. Yeah. Yep. But make y'all, if you're a Christian out there, I'm assuming that you are because you're listening to this if not welcome you're still welcome here (laughs) filter before you post don't make us do a whole episode on social media we can't i can't do it (laughs) y'all i will go off on somebody we can do and the lord knows i don't need to do that (laughs) we can do your best (laughs) follow the yes you're calling filter it yeah filter it yeah i think that's everything yes but what an honor to be christ ambassador it is we forget it's the best what we serve a god that made that made the world the whole universe by speaking it into existence and yet he cares for each and every one of us and we get to represent that compassion sure do and that grace and i know that that's a that's a responsibility Mm -hmm. that is a responsibility not to be taken lightly but don't don't forsake that Mm -hmm. out of your own pride your the gospel is so much more important than anything that our pride has to do with amen so we'll see you guys back here next Tuesday. Yeah, thank you guys for, so much. Yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for following us. We are so humbled and, and grateful. Amen. And honestly in disbelief, thank you so much. True. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we love y'all. We can't wait to see you right back here next Tuesday. Bye, guys. Bye. That's it for today, fam. Thank you so much for listening. And make sure to rate and subscribe. And don't forget to visit us on Instagram at Chosen Girls Movement or on our website to see our merch and free resources. And meet us back here next Tuesday.